Kaya, I'm Yet with the National Indigenous News. 19-year-old teenager Sam Hughes from Mullaney in Queensland is on a long, slow drive around Australia on a tractor raising money for charity. The travelling jackaroo, as he's known, has racked up over 8,000 kilometres since heading off from Mullaney early last year. This week, he reached Fitzroy Crossing in the Kimberley on his way to Broome and then down the WA coast to Perth. It was quite a sight for locals, towing a trailer packed with a donation tin, fairy floss machine, jumping castle, cinema screen, Suzuki Sierra and a wingless Beechcraft musketeer. The travelling jackaroo has been a big drawcard for kids and adults alike and he has over 100,000 people following him on social media. Young Sam told One Guy Radio about the charities he's raising money for. Uh, the Royal Flying Doctor Service is my main charity. Um, basically the reason I support them is because they support everyone else. The Flying Doctor Service help everyone right across the nation, even in every state, even Tasmania, they help them there. And someone's got to help the helper. As far as Dolly's Dream's concerned, um, no one deserves to be bullied, especially kids. Um, Dolly's parents and Dolly's family and everyone in Newer went through an awful lot when she tragically passed and as far as it goes I never want anything like that to happen again if we can prevent it mm. and by starting a conversation you can save a life and uh, drought angels uh, drought angels support the farmer and they do fire flood famine they do the lot and you got to help those that feed you after all a myopic focus on Islamist extremism in Australia since 2001's September 11 attacks on the United States has come at the expense of monitoring the far-right movement, a Victorian parliamentary inquiry has been told. Liberty Victoria President Michael Stanton has acknowledged the recent emergence of far-right extremism in the state, citing neo-Nazis gathering in the Gambians and gallows erected outside state parliament as pandemic legislation was debated last year. He told an inquiry on Tuesday that far-right extremism is real, but argued Victorian politicians need to be careful not to blindly expand executive powers, surveillance and censorship to combat its influence. The barrister said Australian law enforcement agencies' focus has been drawn away from neo-Nazis and other far-right movements over the past 20 years by Islamist extremism. Both must be addressed, Mr Stanton says, but Victoria's Parliament should not cast the net too wide with any reforms. An infectious diseases epidemiologist says it's important for expectant mothers to be immunised against whooping cough so the baby is born with protection. A study published in 2019 looked at immunisation rates among pregnant women in Queensland, Western Australia and the Northern Territory and found low influenza vaccination rates for pregnant women and low whooping cough vaccinations among young and First Nations mothers. It looked at immunisation rates among 600,000 pregnant women between 2012 and 2017 and found only 15% were immunised for influenza and only 27% were vaccinated against whooping cough. Dr Lisa McHugh from the University of Queensland says whooping cough is very serious. For young babies, so... A young baby under six months of age gets whooping cough. They're at real risk of dying or getting that terrible cough and struggling to breathe from it and highly preventable. But uh, young babies under six months of age can't get immunised against it and that's why mums get the vaccine in pregnancy. The antibodies transfer across to the placenta and provide the baby with protection for the first six months of life until old enough to be fully vaccinated. 
The introduction of COVID-19 restrictions coincided with many Australian men seeking professional mental health help for the first time in nearly a decade. A longitudinal study by National Research Project 10 to Men shows that of nearly 750 men who sought professional mental health support after March 2020, about one in five had no prior experience with those services for about nine years. While researchers can't pinpoint why the men sought help, whether that be down to the strain of COVID-19 restrictions, telehealth services or other factors, they say it's clear the demand is there for mental health support. Ten to Men's Dr Clement Wong is presenting preliminary findings for the longitudinal study at the Australian Institute of Family Studies Conference in Melbourne on Thursday. And that's the latest National Indigenous I would always get cravings to smoke after lunch. I'd finish eating, then just go and light a smoke, straight up. But I went on the I Can Quit forums, and the community explained the different ways to change my routine. By doing something else, my lungs have had a break. I feel deadly now, and real changes are happening. Beat cravings one at a time. For more information and support, call Quitline on 13 78 48 and ask for an Aboriginal counsellor or search I Can Quit, a New South Wales government initiative. Station sponsor. DJ Buddy Girl here. On the Deadly Human Rights Program, we talk about human rights issues that matter. We also have some fabulous guests that join us every week. Oh, and we have great music too. Tune in every Tuesday at Cree Radio 93.7 FM at 6pm. Hearing Australia provides free, safe and simple hearing checks for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids under six or not yet attending full-time school. Call Hearing Australia on 134 432 or visit hearing.com.au today. Station sponsor. Hi, I'm Stan Grant, Wiradjuri, Gummeroy, Darawal man and professor at Charles Sturt University. Proudly talking to you here on Koori Radio 93.7 FM. G'day, I'm Ned and I've been a road worker for over 12 years. Every day when I'm on the work site, I see drivers who are going too fast and not paying attention to their surroundings. They're making the roads dangerous for everyone, including us. So when you're driving through roadworks, always slow down and keep us road workers safe. Slow down, road workers around. Station sponsor. Hi, I'm April from Sydney. Continuing with Black Chat here, coming to you live and deadly on 93.7 FM. Don't forget, tell your friends they can download the free Corey Radio app 
or they can go to indigitube.com.au and you can pick us up no matter where you are across this great southern land. And don't forget, between 10 and 11, Black Chat also broadcast through the National Indigenous Radio Service. So it was good to catch up with Darcy Kavanagh in regards to Refocused. And they've got uh, AMS offices uh, in uh, Nambour, in Gubba Gubba country up there, and uh, Gympie, and Cairns, Yudinji country. I just got a blank on Gympie, who the First Nation people are there. Um, in this hour, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with the uh, director of the new Mystery Road, which will be screening at the Sydney Film Festival this uh, Saturday, and that's uh, Dylan Rivers, and it's uh, been produced by David Jowsey and uh, um, Gretza Simpkin. And uh, it's been written by um, Blake uh, Ashford, uh, Steve McGregor, um, Cody Bedford, Tim Lee and Dylan Rivers. So they're going to be playing uh, oh, two, two, four episodes at the uh, Sydney Film Festival at the Events Theatre this uh, Saturday night. Plus, we'll keep you updated with other um, issues that are out there as uh, well. And don't forget, if you've got events happening in your community, one of the ways to get the message out is to email us here at blackchat at gadigal.org.au. Meanwhile, uh, let's check out uh, what the weather's going to be like. And they're saying it's uh, sunny today, of course, and it's going to be 19 degrees in Sydney and Parramatta. It'll be 20 degrees in uh, Penrith, Richmond, Campbelltown and Bondo. And uh, 18, did I say 18 yet? 18 degrees in Liverpool, Terry Hills, Campbelltown and Bondi. Tomorrow it's mostly sunny and 20. Friday, mostly sunny, 19. Over the weekend, there'll be a shower or two on Saturday at 18. Sunday, there'll be showers at 18. And then we'll kick off next week with a shower or two at 18. Yes, so we'll keep you up to date with that and more. So, um, yes, also too, we've uh, also just... uh, come in a couple of minutes ago the minimum uh, wage will be lifted from a dollar oh five an hour from its uh, 20.33 cents based from july 1st an increase of 5.2 percent to 21 dollars 38 cents an hour and workers are awarded rates go up uh, 4.6 percent a cut in real wages with a minimum 40 dollar weekly increase for workers on award rates below 869 dollars and 60 cents per week. Oh, I wish I was getting that. The Fair Work Commission said its uh, decision would affect more than 2.7 million workers as well as other employees or enterprise agreements and other pay settings. So the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, made the minimum wage rise a pillow of his electoral campaign when he advocated for a pay rise of at least 5.1% in line with inflation. And some business groups um, argue against the pay rise, suggesting supply chain and cost pressure makes it unsustainable. And the Fair Work Commission President, Ian Ross, said the rising cost of living was putting too much pressure on low-paid workers to ignore. And we are conscious that the low pay are particularly vulnerable in the context of rising inflation, Mr Ross said. So there we go, as of the 1st of July, an election night uh, survey of 1,400 Australians, the Australian Institute found that the vast majority of people across party lines backed an increase to the minimum wage that kept up with the cost of living. So 88% of the surveyed Labor voters and 79% of surveyed coalition voters backed the pay and package increase. And during the election, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison criticised Labor for promising to push up uh, for the pay rise, saying that the government should not intervene in the independent work of the Fair Work Commission, though governments of both uh, stripes have more formalised recommendations in the past. So there we go, everyone. There is the pay rise. And you're listening to Black Chat, so here. So let's uh, kick it off with a little bit of our deadly uh, sister, Denise Hudson, with the Hold On Tight here on Black Chat. 
And a great track there called Hold Hold Holding On and that's uh, Denise uh, Hudson here and talking about holding on. Mystery Road, you would remember that. It's uh, quite an, an incredible uh, series and uh, they've got a new one coming out and uh, that will be at the Sydney uh, Film Festival and it'll be screening this uh, Saturday. But um, there's a few changes there so we thought we'd call, um, talk to the director of uh, the... All the all the series, and that's uh, Dylan uh, River. And uh, hey, my brother Dylan, welcome to uh, Black Chat. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I probably got a photo of you when you were a kid. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> following in your following in your father's footsteps um, there is um, as well. But uh, um, when did you start? To, when did you start directing? When, or when did you know that you wanted to direct? I don't know. Is, is around the time he made Samson's Delilah. I was about fifteen, and I remember working on the set and. You know, to be honest, I think it was it was the reaction that I saw from Australia and around the world, and that was the moment I realised, you know, what my dad does is really important. You know, the stories we tell can change this country, and um, you know that importance I think inspired me, and, and I thought that filmmaking was a legit career path, you know, and making a difference. Yep. No, I think Samson July was, uh, you know, quite incredible. There's some great films that have come out of the Northern Territory here, but uh, Mystery Road was this something else. It, I think it just blew everybody um, out of the wa- out of the water with, um, you know, Aaron Pedersen as first as uh, um, Detective Jay Swans. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was really inspired by what what Ivan Sen made with the films, yeah. and then Rachel Perkins directed the first season, and then my father Warwick and Wayne Blair directed the second season, and then. I've sort of inherited the third one the job of <laughs> directing the third season. So, I mean, it's really beautiful to kind of see that, that generation above me that I've looked up to and then be able to step into their shoes and do it myself. Yes, and then there'll be another time when someone will step into yeah, step into your shoes, maybe another family member or somebody else out there. But um, Absolutely. Did, did you put your hand up for it or did Dad say, well, hey, come on, you want to do this or what? No, I mean, he, he didn't really have much to do with... with with me getting the bat, and I guess it was it was the producers David Jowsey and Grit Simpkin, who are um, kind of lovely family friends, and they run the Bunya Production Company, and they made all the, the films and the series. And I was given the opportunity to do second unit directing on the on the second series, and I think they saw what I did and, and thought I'd be a good fit. So Grit gave me a call um, early last year, and. Um, you know, it was sort of out of the blue. I didn't really expect it. But, yeah, asked me what I'd like to do all the episodes this season and send me the scripts, and I read them and, and said, sure, yep, sign me up. <laughs> just like that. Sign me up. Yeah, just like that. So, um, and uh, what happened there with um, um, As, with Aaron? Oh, look, he, he wanted a break. Um, you know, it's, he, he had a massive year, and um, I think he wanted to step back from acting just for a little bit, you know, yeah. have a bit of a pause and a bit of time to himself and, and so we, we, you know, we thought, okay, well, how how could we do this if he wasn't to be a part of it? I mean, he's a huge part of it, and we didn't really want to replace him in the present day, and we thought, well, maybe we can go back in time and look at Jay Swan and, and his origins, you know, who was he before he's the a sheltered sort of quiet detective that we know. Yeah, no, it's interesting because, um, you know, Ben Cole-Smith that you've got there um, is a younger version of Aaron and uh, Nadell, uh, Raphael Nadal. <laughs> <laughs> the combination yeah, of Aaron and Raphael Nadal, so maybe they'll be able to get him to play, be the tennis player, you know, one day. But, but no, it was really interesting when that happened, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is just so ironic that uh, he looks like Aaron as a younger, but not to say Aaron's old. That's what I'm going to put that out there. Not to say that Aaron's old, but as I said, he's been yeah doing a lot of work out there. And how did you come up with um, him b- wanting to, you know, p- do the part? 
Well, he was, I mean, when we sort of opened it up to who could play a younger Jay Swan, who, who looks <laughs> like Aaron Pedersen, you know, and, and, and has that demeanour. I mean, yep. Mark was really the, the number one option. And so I I had to, you know, contact him and, and call him and just, you know, ask him would he like to do it and sort of just started with me and him building a relationship. And, you know, he took a little while to think about it. I think he probably thought about the pressure and, you know, getting to Jay Swan's boots. But, yep. um wait till people see the series he's absolutely channeled Jay Swan and, and what Aaron did and, and he's also made it his own you know the beauty of going back into 1999 and looking at a younger version of himself is we don't need to play him the same we can we can see events that will unfold that makes him become who he is yeah no, I think I think just it's just amazing that um, you know he's there and I know that uh, Ben said that um, you know Aaron was his um, role model and to be able to do this after you know he's done the first uh, a um, lot of um, mystery road. I think this is uh, fantastic. Um, what about writers? How did you uh, choose your writers, and what writers do we have? So we, we actually already had some scripts, um, like the outline of a story, and so we sort of were able to fit it to to the past. Um, but it's predominantly Indigenous writing team: Cody Bedford and Stephen McGregor, um, myself, um, and Blake Ashford. Um, kind of led led the charge and, and helped kind of structure the scripts um but i was able to be really hands-on which is really beautiful you know i'm i haven't really been inspired to direct tv much i'm more more so wanting to do feature films and my own films and that comes because i really enjoy the writing process and i find i'm a better director when i write what i direct um and so i was able to be very hands-on and and adjust scripts and change lines of dialogue and plots and things and um yeah very excited to get it out there and show australia no, I think it's great because you've got Stephen McGregor, who's a uh, director. Um, Cody, who's an actor, director, you name it, Cody's got it there. Um, I don't know Tim Lee or um, Blake um, Ashford. So um, where's Tim come from? Uh, so t- t- Tim's a white fellow and so, so is Blake. Um, but they're, they're kind of, you know, um, kind of industry professionals. You know, they work yep. on a lot of great shows. and um, they, they help balance out um, our team, you know. And, and it's quite a task to write six hours of television so it's good to have lots of brains in the room and what are we got what are we expecting this time round? you know because it was this building and building and building because i can you know um see it all but um where, where are we heading in in this mystery road no i think you'll find it's a it's it's a little bit more life it's a there's a bit more fun to be had um jay's got more optimism i guess at, at a younger age um but I think there's there's also a lot of injustices um, in, in these scripts that we're sort of exploring injustices of the past, and um, you know he, he's going to his hometown, which is new for Jay. I think um, each each movie and, and series has seen him in a new place, yeah. an unknown place. And although there might be some familiar faces in this town that we go to, there's a lot of familiar faces. There's a lot of, there's a lot of skeletons in the closet, um, <laughs> and a lot to explore. No, I, I think it's going to be uh, really interesting, but we, we won't have uh, Jay Swan drinking too much in this one. No, 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 he's still he's still pretty staunch on that. Um, yeah. I think you might find he might have one beer in the whole six <gasps> hours. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we've got to, got to watch and see. Yeah, and what about other actors that we, we'll be seeing there that um, people might uh, know or up and coming? Yeah, look, we had a really great cast. Um, from WA and, and around yeah. Australia. There's a lot of old faces and new faces. Um, Kelton Pell's in there. Kelton? Um, Lisa, ah. Lisa Flanagan. Yep. Um, we've got Dubs in a Pingu. Uh, Tully Narkle plays a young Mary, Jay's partner. Um, 
We've got uh, Jaden Popic, who's a fresh um, young fella from up in Queensland, yep. um, as well as a whole bunch of others. Oh, well, no, it's great that we're, um, we're introducing the next generations and next generations into that as well as, um, you know, writers and um, actors. I think this is uh, absolutely brilliant. This is going to happen. So this is happening this Saturday at the, the launch at the Sydney Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to, you know, we, we make this for TV, but to be able to show it in a cinema with surround sound on the big screen, um, it'll be a long, you know, it's, it'll feel like a six-hour film. It's, it's quite amazing to be able to binge it with people. And then I think it's coming out in about a month on ABC after that. About a month. So it'll be out in, maybe, it would be good if it was in uh, NAIDOC week or what well, it's Black History. We call it, some people call it Black History Month now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, out yeah. on ABC. I oh, know this has looked fantastic. Look, congratulations to you, Dylan. And, uh, for Thank you, you so much. For your team. And did we, with this, did you have any kind of, um, kind of interns or young people, um, you know, working to be on board to the possibilities of them getting into the film industry, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We had, we had a, you know, fresh fresh kind of people behind the scenes as well. Actually, you know, um, Cosma Walton, who played Mary in the past, was on set helping me a lot, and she was sort of a director's attachment for mm. me um, to sort of, you know, she wants to get into directing a bit more as well as acting, so that was really beautiful. And, um, yeah, I, I, across the whole crew, we had lots of kind of new people stepping up into bigger roles. No, I think it's great because, you know, this generation has the opportunities to be working with people like yourself and you working with people that were there before. And uh, I think it's really encouraging where in the early days it was just mob just doing it for themselves, you know. Like, um, you know, Stephen McGregor's got a lot of, um, you know, being a director and a writer and that. I remember back in the early 90s when he first started, yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And Cody yeah. was... And another... Cody, yeah. yeah. Another big one, so Tyson Perkins was the cinematographer on it. So he's Charlie Perkins' grandson and Rachel oh. Perkins' nephew, and, and um, he's a really good friend of mine. And so, you know, he was, he was the cameraman and I was the director, and it was re- really cool to be able to share that with him. Is that Titan? Titan Perkins? Tyson. Tyson oh, Tyson. Yeah. So that's so Hetty's... Remember that name. Yeah, Hetty's son. That's Hetty's son. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can remember him when he was born. So Tyson. Well, yeah. Man. And how old so is he now? Really how old is he now? Oh, he's 31, I think. So he's a bit older than me, but, you know, we're, we're all really good friends and, you know, family. And um, yeah. So it was really beautiful to share that with him and have him step up into that role. You know, I think keep an eye out for him, his name. He's going to do really big things in, in that space in the film industry and as a cinematographer. Oh, good. Move over, Aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Move over, Auntie. No, I think this is fantastic. Look, like I said, big congratulations goes to you and your team. I can't wait for this Saturday and for six, uh, was it six episodes that we presented six at, episodes. at the yeah. event cinema at um, George Street. So I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you there, brother. Thank you, thank you, and I hope lots of people can come along and, and share it with us. Oh, def- I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Okay, then you take care, and I'll see you Saturday. Thank you. Ta-da. Bye. And uh, that was uh, the uh, <clears throat> director, um, Dylan uh, Rivers, for the uh, new uh, Mystery Road original. And, uh, yeah, isn't it great? Tyson Perkins on camera there. Yeah, Hetty Perkins, our son. Oh, it's 31 years of age. Everyone's growing up. Some great people there too. Um, they've got Stephen McGregor. is one of the writers. Cody Bedford. Um, Dylan also too has written for it. And they've got two non-Aboriginal uh, men there too, Timothy uh, Lee and uh, Blake uh, Ashford and uh, they're produced by um, 
Greer um, Simpson and uh, David Jowsey from uh, Bunja Production, and this is for the ABC, which will be out on the ABC possibly in July. So um, let's uh, do another one of uh, our deadly sister Denise Hudson with uh, her Black Opal album called uh, Crystal Clear here on Black Chat. Take it away.
Had a great track there. You're listening to Blackjack coming to you live and deadly. Isn't it great to hear about the um, increase in uh, wages, 5.2% to uh, $21.38 an hour. Workers on an award rate will go up by 4.6%, a cut in real wages, with a minimum $40 uh, weekly increase for workers on uh, award uh, rates below $869.60. So the Fair Trade Commission said its uh, decision would affect more than 2.7 million workers as well as other employees on enterprise agreement, um, other pay um, settings. So interesting, isn't it? Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made the minimum wage rise a pillow of his electoral campaign when he advocated for a pay rise of at least 5.1% in line with inflation. Yes, yeah, so that's interesting. And the Fair Work Commission President Ian Ross said that the rising cost of living was putting too much pressure on low-paid workers to be ignored. So the Reserve Bank is also expecting inflation will continue to rise to reach 7% by Christmas and is planning for several more interest rates um, hikes. So in the US, um, their uh, inflation is 8.6%. Um, Yes, so we're getting close to that, and they've got millions more people than we have. So it says here, more pain is in store for Australians in September when a temporary 22% cut to the fuel excise is set to end. So I thought of a good idea, you know, with pet- people with petrol, you know, like, um, what do they call it, uh, sharing sharing rides, or what do they call that now, where you share um, a ride into town. And because of the petrol prices are getting so expensive, um, people should be calling out and seeing if there's friends around you or people around you you that could uh, share your car and uh, that way you could all chip in and pay for the petrol because it's what way over two dollars now so um, that would be a good idea what do you reckon eh you might have neighbours or someone um, just down the street that might be coming into the city or going to the next suburb Um, petrol prices are quite expensive then you've got the tolls so if you uh, had uh, car sharing isn't it carpooling car sharing carpooling yes they could uh, all chip in and you could uh, take turns each week you know but everyone ships in for the petrol and everyone ships in for the toll rather than uh, individuals because that's just getting way too expensive let's keep it moving this is what we need with a little bit of male power with uh, Archie Roach with uh, a track called Freedom here on Black Chat
was sun. Rituals since time begun. The circle of life is never broken. My ancestors of time have spoken. Free the slave of your mind, get open. Now manuscript for a future, here's to hoping. Let it breathe just a little bit. Hey, world, believe just a little bit. And if you can see in an etiquette of respect, but the peace becomes relevant. But that concept alone is irrelevant. To ambition, such tests are heaven sent. That's why we grab mics and go ridiculous and scream represent till the whole world be feeling it. Yeah. Songs of our time, teachers of our story. Let it be written in the maze. The survival of a culture is the reason that we made it. Yeah. Spirit ties, keepers of our story. And the show will go on. Worship us. a great track there from uh, Mel Power with uh, featuring Archie Roach. Look, just uh, come in for two minutes ago. This is just amazing. Kari, you know Kari? Well, Fraser Island title deeds handed to traditional owners, the Bachelor people. And the title deeds for more than 22 hectares of land have been handed back to the traditional owners of the heritage-listed uh, Kari, Fraser Island on the Queensland Fraser Coast. It is uh, a surreal turn of events for the Bachelor people who said this is just the beginning of more land um, re- re- reclaimed on the island. The 22 uh, hectares were comprised of two parcels of land, one on the southern end of the island and the other on the northern tip near the township of uh, Orchid Beach. So in a ceremony held on the island on um, yesterday, the state government handed the title deeds to the Bachelors uh, Aboriginal Corporation under the Aboriginal Land uh, Act of 1991. So uh, today is a very special day, they said. It's not much... Uh, words I can say, but he's very excited. Uh, and that's the Butchel Aboriginal Corporation Director, um, Conway Burns. He said, I've got goosebumps all over me and I had to sing it out. Yeah! Yeah, so, uh, no, it's all... Oh, no, who would ever think? Yeah, so, more happening there. Where's my... There. Yeah. And uh, as he said, Bachelor um, Aboriginal Corporation Secretary Chris Rowland said that traditional owners were determined to receive title deeds of another 17 properties on the island. This is an historical event for the 19 blocks of land we had applied for. These are the first two to be handed back uh, yesterday, she said, and hopefully we will have another four by the end of this year. And by 2023, we would like the whole lot back. 
this is just the start, she says. And Ms Rowan said the process of securing freehold over the land started back in 2018. The government uh, used to talk about um, unallocated state land with the compensation claims to come. They uh, took the USL off the table, so we decided to apply under the Aboriginal Land Act. And uh, we acknowledge today that our former um, directors, Luke Barrowcliffe and uh, Andrew McLaughlin, and from Resources that went through, surveyed and found what uh, blocks we could apply for. And these are the first two with community consultation that we've got back. So isn't that great? So Assistant Minister for Health and Regional Infrastructure, Julianne Gilbert, said the work was already underway to see the remaining parcels returned. And now that they've done the hard yards and they're over the first hurdle of uh, applying, it's going to be much easier for them to be working with the department, Mr Gilbert. Um, Gilbert said. So the department were very excited and have already started work on the next lot. So it is going to be easier and quicker for Bachelor to be able to realise their deeds. Yes, so it's all good. So isn't that great news? Let's see. And um, Maupau Island Home, but um, kind of a little bit of a dedication. It's kind of ironic that's come up and I wanted to play Island Home. So take it away, Maupau Island Home. That's originally by... um, Barumpi, eh? George Rumbu, then Christina Anu, Malpower. But we're talking about uh, Fraser Island too. So big congratulations go to the Bachelor people. One of your sons then did it North Star Island Warrior Live in spirit, still with it Had to cut this track to bring it back Put the Dury and the Star Banner on the map Plant the flag, blue, green, white and black The five regions connected me to that In fact, this verse for all the islanders across the nation We like Kage, we connect to culture like constellations The vibration, steady, steady, a rap When I can hear the island drums keep calling me back But I move like the ocean wherever I roam my power bring it back home They say the home is where the heart is Well let it be known I left my heart back there Where the Malu people roam So I will do this from the heart of my place And let them place my serenade The same, never forget the first nation's people to desert. Warrior at heart, torrent straight, islander at birth. Must be destiny. Shut the gate when you feel it. Remember this title, one blood hidden image. Open opportunities, cause we did it. Living life to the fullest and loving every minute. Wrap the sunshine, stay far north, it's hot. Mike GC hooked it up. VIC, be the spot. NT, a Tazzy, hip hop, not respect. New South Wales, ACT, repping some of the best.
south to the east to the west let the baller take you home island style represent put your soul to the flow love your set represent raise your pride to the sky love it like it's the best unite with music heart and mind reconnect feel i'm blessed when the music connects unite the music heart and mind reconnect ancestors take me on that quest And, uh, yeah, really exciting news about Kari uh, um, Fraser Island and hopefully they will have the whole possession of the island before 2022. So, as I said, 19 blocks of land have uh, applied for. These are the first two. So up two out of 19. Wow, 19 blocks. Yeah, so we'll uh, see what happens there and we'll get hold of uh, one of them uh, to talk about uh, this exciting news that was uh, handed back uh, yesterday. Meanwhile, some other great news is uh, This Is Us. It's uh, an exhibition featuring works by four Aboriginal women and this the uh, artists all work together to create products and uh, artworks for Belgara Designs, an Aboriginal-owned uh, business operated by Joanne Cassidy. And uh, it's got Leanne Hunter, Leanne McGrath and uh, Michelle uh, Hamilton. So three of the artists, Joanne, um, Leonore and uh, Michelle, began painting together in the early 80s in Redfern, Sydney, and they uh, held various stalls at uh, markets in and around Sydney. So in the late 80s, Leanne began working at Design Aboriginal, which was established in uh, Roselle in 1985 by, hey, doctor, she's now a doctor, Dr. Bronwyn Bancroft. Remember the... Over there, yeah, it was uh, quite an amazing store. Um, each artist forged their own career path over the years, and in 2008, through um, Belgara Designs, Joanne reunited the artist and formed an online shop. Yes, so that is, uh, at the moment, we are, yeah, at the Bumali Aboriginal Artist Co-op. Yes, so <clears throat> um, go and check it out. Yes, it's uh, there until the 12th of July. It opened on the 5th of May. Also, too, um, we've got the Daniel Boyd uh, Treasure Island, and that's at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. That opened on Marbo Day. So please, if you get an opportunity, there's some uh, great uh, work to be uh, seen around the uh, around uh, Sydney. So please, get along. He's uh, originally from uh, Queensland, our deadly brother with... Uh, um, and Neve Vanuatu Heritage, and he's one of the most celebrated contemporary artists. This exhibition features more than 80 works from across uh, his two-decade career, tracing the artist's uh, deep thinking around air, um, ideas of uh, legacy and inheritance and his continued uh, engagement with the histories of Australia. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Daniel Boyd's Treasure Island. So please, if you get a chance, uh, go and check it out. What else have we got here for you in uh, artwork? Um, yes, it uh, kicks off on the 6th, 7th and 8th and 9th of uh, July. So it kicks off on the 6th and this is While You Were Sleeping, Volume 2. This is a series of modern art and creative stories featuring First Nation artists from around Australia being uh, held at uh, in Canberra down the Ngunnawal Nagambra-Narragoo country at ANU. So While You Were Sleeping, Volume 2 will coincide with the ceremony of the NGA and will... Uh, 
um, proudly feature the incredible, powerful voices of emerging generations of artists and creatives, as well as groundbreaking and established artists from contemporary communities in Australia, such as Black Douglas, who just won the Archibald Prize with the image of uh, Carla Dickinson, and uh, Dickens, sorry, and uh, Maddie Gilp, um, Gibbs is now the artist, Brenda Croft, and uh, Dennis uh, Golding. So that is, uh, yeah, down there at uh, ANU in Ngunnawal, Nagambra, Narragoo country. Also, too, the National Gallery's 4th National Indigenous Arts Triennial. The ceremony uh, opened on the 26th of uh, March and it goes through till the 31st of uh, July. So the concept in which uh, each unique action is uh, simultaneously new and old is at the heart of ceremony. And that's our deadly sister, Hetty Perkins, and uh, she is the curator of this uh, ceremony showcasing 18 new bodies of work by 38 First Nation artists from across the country. And uh, Hetty says, ceremony is not a new idea in the context of our unique heritage, but uh, neither is it something that belongs only in the past. In their works, the artists in this exhibition assert their um, prevalence of ceremony as a formula for art making today in First Nation communities. So it's all about story making, storytelling. Um, continuing those uh, stories. So that is um, at the National uh, Art Gallery, the fourth uh, National Indigenous Arts Triennial. Um, it opened in uh, March. Also, two coming up is the Legacy Reflections on the Mabo Exhibition. And uh, this is at the State Library of Queensland, their cultural centre at South Bank there. It uh, opened on the 28th of May and it will be up there until the 8th of October. So this is an opportunity if you're travelling, especially people are going on holidays now, this is an opportunity for you to uh, check out this amazing um, legacy reflections on Mabo exhibition. Yeah, featuring many, many artists. The State uh, Library also launched a special podcast to celebrate this remarkable um, trailblazer. And it says, Hi, I'm Eddie. Is a six-part uh, podcast series that uncovers the man behind the headlines. It can be found on a podcast platform or at uh, slq.qld.gov.au forward slash podcast. And then that was from the 1st of uh, June to mark, uh, as we know, Marbo Day, the 3rd of June. So the Minister for uh, Arts, Leanne uh, Enoch said that Uncle uh, Eddie Koikimabo is remembered for his decade-long legal claim in the High Court at overturned Terry and Ellis and uh, him and four, three others. Yes, so please check it out if you're up there in Minjin and Turbajagara country. And uh, then what, yeah, so these are just some of the uh, art exhibition at the moment. But uh, as I said, they've all got them, the MCA, the Powerhouse, you can have a nice trip around the city here and see some amazing work from some of our amazing First Nation people. So a um, little bit of Archie Roach here, almost take us to the top of the hour, is uh, Colour of Your Jumper. Check this out. Take it away, Arch. I remember when I was a lad Kicking a footy around my backyard Me and the cousin Tried to kick a goal But what a time we had All we played real 
Track there from our deadly uncle, our de- deadly uncle, brother, um, grandfather. That's uh, Archie Roach, and he's still kicking it out there. And you can also buy his uh, albums on vinyl now. Yeah, interesting. People are going back into vinyl. Also, too, um, I've only just heard of three: Corey Tuff, uh, OAM, Deadly Science, um, Yvonne Weldon um, was awarded the Queen's. Uh, Long weekend, um, OAM and Degas Ankington over there at the ALSWA. Yes, so I have to find out um, others out there as well. And wasn't it good to see also too the Socceroos beat Peru and they'll be up there for the uh, World Cup in November 2021. So that's the fifth World Cup. 
2022 on November the 21st, as far as I know. So that's big celebrations. It's what we needed because of this pandemic. So, yeah, it was great to catch up with Darcy Kavanagh. And uh, this is about uh, Refocus. It's our Men's Health Week. And uh, they've got their headquarters in Nambour and Gubby Gubby Country up there on the Sunshine Coast. But they also have um, offices in Gympie, Cairns and Moreton Bay. And uh, you can find out more. Um, from refocus.org.au, refocus.org.au. Their phone number, 1-800-733-628, 1-800-733-628. And uh, that's where I kind of grew up, Nambour. And as I was saying, the AMS is right across from McDonald's. So not a good thing, is it? Have a medical centre right across the road from McDonald's, yeah. So they actually uh, look after about uh, 5,000 patients on the Sunshine Coast. I know there was well over 6,000 or more a couple of years ago of the population of First Nation people up there on Gubby Gubby Country. But more and more people are coming down. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there at the top of the hour. And uh, it was good to catch up with... Uh, Dylan Rivers, don't forget, the director of Mystery Road 2022, and it'll be screening at the Sydney Film Festival at 2 o'clock at the Event Cinema in George Street this Saturday. And uh, Detective Jay Swan will be the younger version. That's Ben Cole-Smith. He's uh, kind of like the, the, the lookalike of uh, Aaron when he was younger and also um, Raphael Nadal. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. Look, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'll be back again tomorrow with some more Deadly People. So enjoy the rest of your day. A little bit warmer today, too. And a big congratulations goes out to the Bachelor people up there in Kari, Fraser Ryland. They've got two plots back. They just need the whole island back, and they can do that. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land Aboriginal land Ain't no place you can run to Here on Aboriginal land In this place you call Australia It's still Aboriginal land